Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, non-binaries of all ages, welcome to the show. If you're here to learn character creation, you're in the wrong place unless you don't care about doing it right, because we're definitely not doing it right. We're doing cat creation. This is how to make a literal cat in your favorite RPG. I'm Joel Holland, one of the hosts. I'm Austin Irwin, the other one of the hosts. And who's our third uh, host tonight, or I guess I should say guest? Uh, let's see. Let me, let me check our, uh, ooh. Oh, this is weird. We, we don't have anybody on the list. Huh. What do you know? I guess it does happen sometimes still. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's just us. And we're not lying this time. Yeah, no, we're not, (laughs) we're not pulling your leg. I was waiting for some third person to just jump into (laughs) our call, but. Nope, not this time. Well. It's gonna be a, a nice little uh, reset, you know. We're we're back, back to basics. Yeah, back to basics. Just the just the two of us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, what uh, what what do we do to to like open this? Since like, we we've not had to do this on our own for a bit. Oh man, um, I don't know. It, we 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 have infinite possibilities now because we've we've opened so many just the two of us right i don't know let's see uh this will be coming out in february so i suppose talking about what we got for christmas would probably not be a great uh yeah maybe not that that'd be a little dated by the time out this comes out we can't really say happy new year either cuz i mean we'll already be a month in um plus uh valentine's is on an off week so this is definitely not coming out on valentine's or literally anywhere near it it's neither of our episodes will be oh wow and so this is just a, a a plain bagel episode you know i guess so that was poor planning on the years part yeah how, how could you they do put... this to us 2023 this is this is your fault not ours <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I guess we'll just have to do the best we can then. This one's your pick. You want to tell us about this game? I would love to tell everybody about this game. We are playing the Tales of Zadia role-playing game. Wait, I thought we weren't telling people about our Christmas gifts. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) By the way, thank you. I really appreciate it. I've been nonstop, like, gawking at this book since I got it. (laughs) Um... Let's see. Uh, I gotta remember who this book is written by. Um, but for those who don't know, this is a role-playing game based off of the Netflix original TV show The Dragon Prince. Uh, very good. Highly recommend it. The game handbook is by Cam Banks and Dan Telfer. Um, that's who it says on the cover. Um, but, and I know it's uh, it's published by Dire Wolf. I don't know much about them other than their ties to the Cortex RPG system, mm-hmm. which is what this game is based in. I've literally never played a Cortex game before, so this will be fun. Yeah, I have not either, but I've reading through this book, it, it looks interesting. It looks pretty complex, but usually when we come across a complex system, those are the ones that have like the most in-depth character creation, which I'm a huge fan of. It has its pros and cons, but the pros are we get to decide a lot of things. Yes, 
absolutely i love i love this world this world has a lot of really good really fun lore and the book introduces some new lore but as i found out in my readings not a lot not the new lore that i wanted (laughs) um so currently there are four seasons out for the show and we get to learn there's so there's humans and elves and everything and there's different types of elves there's a bunch of there's five different human kingdoms which are cool and there's a lot of like fun little politics that they do throughout the show but specifically the elves we've been introduced to four of the six types of elves in the show in terms of like what these elves do what their history is and everything the two that i think we haven't been officially introduced to are the tidebound elves and the star touch elves in the show and i was hoping this book would be like hey guess what for all you fun lore nerds out there here's what these two elves like like these two elven people do uh no they're not in here (laughs) i mean have you watched the new season Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? I binged the entirety of it in the first day. I've seen oh, it twice I, I already. Guess that makes, <laughs> I guess that makes sense if you really want to make sure that it gets to end. But yeah. they did they did give us a little bit about Star Touch Elves. It's specifically yeah. one Star Touch Elf. Yes. And kind of that, but talking about him kind of revealed how they worked a little bit. It did, uh, which is why I really thought at least Star Touch Elves would be in here. But I guess since they have it, well, the book came out before that season, so that's true. I guess I didn't think about that. Um, and they're probably going to wait and reveal the uh, the second type of elf and then make an expansion. Yes, <laughs> for I, the game, I believe they actually have it in here. Yes, two elven communities are missing from this book, Tidebound and Star Touch. Uh, rules for these two elf groups may appear in future products as events unfold on the Dragon Prince. So be on the lookout for that. I know I will be. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that, that's the game. That's the deal with the game. We uh, should probably go ahead and talk about like what we what we've got to follow. The book's rules will not be sacred, but we, the show's rules will be held sacred the show's rules are of the utmost importance so joel start us off what do we got all right rule number one we accept no cop-outs we are making a cat it's the exact animal that comes to mind when i say the word not some anthropomorphic race not a person turned into a cat not a lion not a tiger any cop-out you can imagine we we're we say no it has to be a cat yep uh, rule number two, home rule, is not real. Uh, if the rules do not explicitly allow something to happen, we count it as a rule broken. If we come across a rules is written versus rules is intended situation, we go with whichever one says no. Sometimes it's hard to gather intention just like looking through the character creation rules exclusively, mm-hmm. but we do our best. Anyway, rule three, if the game includes stats for a literal cat, those must be used or adapted to the game's character sheet. Now, I did not look uh, this up. I do not believe there are stats for a literal cat in here. I would be amazed if there are stats for a cat, because I don't think I've ever seen a cat on the show. Um, Let's see. I'm control effing for cats or cats in this book. There's okay. 636, most of which include... 
the word cat being in another word. So I do not believe so. Okay. No, no cats in this book. Where there's some kind of like advanced search thing you can do that would like say like it has the it has to be this. This is the complete phrase if it's part of another word. I but know. I don't know Control F enough to do that. Maybe if I put it in quotes. No. You could try. No. What if you put a space after it? Aha. There is one instance of the word cat. <laughs> and it says it's apparently an asset question mark that says occasionally loyal cat. So cats do exist in this world. I was worried about that because I don't think we've ever seen a cat in the show. <laughs> not from what I can remember right now, but at least they exist in this world. So we're not creating a new entity of being. <laughs> I mean, we've seen a lot of normal animals. So like, th th I figured there was a chance, right? But yeah. Anyway, where were we? Uh, Rule number four. Yes. Rule number four is the character, class, background, playbook, job, what have you, has to exist in the game's core rules or as part of an official expansion. We cannot use homebrew classes. As we said, they don't exist. Correct. The cat can learn any skill available to its class. We once had a cat that was able to, like, seal away people's uh, superpowers because it worked for an organization that trained people to do that. We've had a cat that had engineering training and could work the cat gun. He made it for himself, as I recall. There was also a cat that was trained to fly a heavily modifiable spaceship. Oh, what a good, what a good cat! That was a good cat. Um, um yeah. Uh, let's see. Rule six: If a tool would be physically impossible for a literal cat to use, even if comically downsized for them, they cannot use it. We're talking waffle irons, shirt irons. <laughs> The human gun. The human gun. Um, and perhaps even a tank, you know? There's a lot of buttons in there. I don't think a cat could do all that. Probably not on their own. And finally, Joel. Oh yeah, we also have to keep track of all the rules we break. So that if anyone ever asks, how many rules do you have to break to play a cat in this game? We can tell them, approximately. Mm -hmm. Like I, Like I said earlier, like, it's hard to always gauge intention... Uh, mm -hmm. Just from reading the rules uh, for for the character creation section, so it's not always obvious if we've broken a rule as intended. But uh, like, we want to get you close. Yeah, it's like vaguely, you know, five rules need to be broken. Yeah, usually it's like one or two. Mm -hmm. Surprisingly, yes. Yeah, so surprisingly, a lot of character creators have loose enough uh, bounds. You just have to get past the initial. You were not supposed to play as a cat in this. Once you work past that, all kinds of possibilities open up. Oh, yeah. So, with our rules out of the way, do you want to jump into some cat creation? What page is that? 112? Uh, 112 on the book, 118 on the PDF. All right. For anyone following at home, there you go. Uh, so, what does this say? If you're keen to jump right in, it's time to create a character of your own. Uh, yes, jumping right in after 112 pages of book. It's like a YouTuber with a 15-minute <laughs> intro. It's like, let's just jump right into it, gamers. <laughs> yep. This section has an easy-to-follow guide for creating your own character journal, which is what they call the character sheet in this game. Mm. It's it's not your sheet. It's your journal. Uh, it's the, like The immersion. So realistic. 
Mm-hmm. It's also what they. That's also what you say when people ask you about your diary. It's not my diary. It's my journal. The journal. Duh. Don't you know the difference? Yeah. You see any like special weird stuff going on with this book? Actually, no. That would double make it a journal. Oh. <laughs> uh... And. It... <laughs> So yeah, we got our character journal followed by an alternative method if you're ready to take off the guardrails. You think we're ready to take off the guardrails? Oh, absolutely. You know? When when do we ever have guardrails on? When we don't know the system. (laughs) Truly. Which, we're both new to this system, so... I I guess we'll have to see how we feel about Cortex. Yeah. Regardless of how you approach it, the end result is a fully formed player character with all of the same dice steps, trade options, and choices on display as the sample characters. You aren't missing out on anything. If somebody else at the table is playing Asgon or Rothna and you're playing someone new, nobody's at a disadvantage. If you're considering playing a mage, take a moment to read so you want to play a mage on page 129. I know we've not always, you know, worried about this too much, but I feel like a more literal cat is probably not going to be all that practiced in the dark arts, which I feel would be a necessity in this story world based on how magic works. Mm. So are you saying you want to play as a mage or you want to steer away? I'm saying like, if the goal is to make a literal cat, I feel like we can't argue that a mundane cat would be able to do anything other than dark magic. And I'm not, I'm not sure that uh, a cat would be would have the capacity to to do dark magic. The incantations alone might be yeah. I mean, might be a turnoff. <laughs> the cat would first off have to be able to speak English or whatever the humans in this world speak, and then they'd also have to be able to say those words and phrases backwards. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, then we can continue, um, we're just making a, a, a literal cat, plain old cat, born on the human lands. So, let's see, we've got a few bullet points here. Who are your people? Choose your kindred distinction. What do you do? Choose your vocation distinction. What makes you different? Choose your quirk. <laughs> uh, what are you capable of? Choose your abilities. What do you believe? Choosing your values, what helps you, choosing your specialties and assets, uh, what makes you special, unlock your SFX, um, and who are you? Choose your name and pronouns. Interesting. I notice a lot of creators do that at the very end. Yeah, it's uh, it's the the uh, the thing now. Mm-hmm. The, you name the character at the end after you know everything about them. Yeah, that'd be like if. Our parents, you know, had us and then waited until we were like 27 and then they're like, okay, I got a pretty good idea of who you are. <laughs> I think, you know what? I think you were Jerry. <laughs> Imagine though, like if that was the case, you'd have to deal with, you, you don't have to deal with your parents arguing about what to name you <laughs> because you're not born under our current, uh, under our current system, at least where I live. Yeah. Imagine though if like it really was 27 and then you just had to deal with 27 years of your parents throwing out potential names and the other one being like I absolutely hate it. Yeah, plus would you even have a say? Would you be like, "Mom, dad, come on. I'm I'm not an Eric." That's that's ridiculous. <laughs> if anything, I'm a Steve at best. 
we uh, first have to decide, what is it? Who... Choose your kindred distinction? Yes. So, Which who is, who are... are your people on the very next page here? Let's see. So, this is your kindred distinction. Uh, decide if you're going to play a human or an elf by choosing which community your player character comes from and was raised in. Uh, choosing your kindred distinction affects your values but has no effect on your attributes or special specialties. Uh, those are separate from how you were raised and remain your choice. Well, we're playing as neither human nor elf. Well, what we've done in the past in this situation is we base our stats and stuff around the community part of it. So, like, mm -hmm. obviously we're not a human, but we could have been raised a uh, Neolandian or something. Yeah. Actually, let's just go down here, because, like, I know we decide values much later, but like we've got a we've got a list here, and each of these gives a a bonus to a certain value. Mm -hmm. So, what do we think our cat values? Do they value liberty, devotion, justice, mastery, glory, truth, devotion again, liberty again, or mastery again? Mm. That's a good question. You know, part of me wants to say devotion because. I feel like once cats set their mind on things, they're pretty devoted. Like, you know, if they want to get up on top of the cabinets, by God, they're going to do it. And if they want to knock a glass of water off the counter, they're going to do it no matter how many <laughs> times you tell them no. But I is is that the de devotion that it means is the question. That is a good question. I don't know if they have explanations of those later on. I'll bet they do. Surely somewhere. Your values are a central part of your character, and like your attributes, they form the core of your dice pool. Your choices along the way so far have given you a number of dice steps in your values already. At this stage in the process, let's review and see what you have. Uh, oh, it's on page 66, apparently. That is a little ways away. Yeah, let me, let me uh, get to that. Devotion is obligation to others. It's about okay. duty, faith, and friendship. Okay. Liberty might be good. Have you ever resisted the control of others? I was just looking at that. That one does sound interesting. I think I think if this cat's going on an adventure, you know, uh, you know, across this strange and wild world, mm -hmm. I think Liberty would be would definitely be a good one. All right. Uh now, the other thing to consider is like yes, that gives us a plus 1, but we're going to get the opportunity it sounds like to just like add our own value stats later mm -hmm. so like we don't necessarily have to consider that but if we wanted to uh delbarian might be you know the place to start yeah i think we can start delbarian because i mean like you said it'll give us that plus one right off the bat plus i don't think for a cat it really matters which community you were raised in um uh that's probably accurate it's yeah. going to matter more, like, I think family, like, lore-wise is going to matter more. What kind of people raised you? Exactly. So, um, let's see. Their place to write down Dilbarian does not look like it. I can put it in the bio. Could be one of those things that, like, we realize what it's supposed to be later. Is it supposed to be a relationship? Or no, it's a kindred distinction. Yes. Oh, yeah, there it is, kindred. Okay. Plus one, liberty. All right. Okay. So we have our kindred distinction. Yep. 
Now we need our family. I believe so. Digging a little deeper, who was your family within that community? If you're an elf, your only option. So this is, is also part of the kindred distinction. Yes, it looks like it. Okay, cool. So we have city folk for plus one mastery, free folk devotion, noble for glory, elf for devotion, hinterlander for liberty, traditionalist for justice, exile for truth, and isolationist for liberty. This is kind of this is more determining where the the cat is from than some of the other mm -hmm. like where's your family from? Is this a city cat? Is this a a country cat? Is this another mountain cat? That is a good question. We could always roll for these as well if we want to, you know. All right, so let's see. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One of the options is not available to our community, but that's fine. Where's my Discord window? Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm using it to look at your screen. <laughs> well, I have a D8 here I could roll. That'll work. That's, oh. that's better than my plan. What was your plan? To go find my old Discord server and hope nobody is in it anymore so that I can just use the bot to roll a randomized, <laughs> like, a personally generated die. Because you can, like, say, roll 1d7 and it'll just pick a number between 1 and 7 for you. Oh, that's that's cool. If I get an 8, I will simply re-roll it. Okay. I got a 3. So we are raised in a noble family. Interesting. Hmm. Oh, hey, I see here they actually had a die roll for this. Did they? Yeah, it's just like family, value, page, and then dice. Oh, yeah. They actually recommended this method, and we ignored it. But did it anyway. Technically, we didn't ignore it. But yeah, we kind of ignored it. Yeah. Liberty and glory. Yep. So now we gotta choose our job. Oh, boy. Uh, What's Bates job? Being cute. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. There's a list of 40 jobs and professions on page 256. You can rename them to be more specific. Alternatives are suggested in the full breakdown. Each one comes with a locked SFX and a value is with associated role. Huh, okay, so let's go to 256, I guess. Well, that's actually really cool. You can straight up click the 256 that's in the text right there, and it sends you straight to that page. Man, I wish I would have realized that. I actually <laughs> typed in the number, and now I gotta scroll. Uh, it's 262 out of 312 on the PDF. I found it. Wow. Wow, there are a lot. There's like 10 full pages. We've got advisor, animal keeper, that one would be funny, uh, <laughs> archer, artisan, assassin, in their dreams, uh, <laughs> athlete, botanist, child... <laughs> Uh, competitor, cook, counselor. I I shouldn't read all of these. Th yeah, that, there's that's a, too there's many a jobs to just read them all. Let's see. Do you if you see anything that stands out? Oh, scavenger. Scavenger would be a good one. Scout. Scout might be good. Thief. Ooh. So scavenger, scout, or thief. Uh, let's re let's read with the because they all come with an ability, right? Yes. So thief is sleight of hand. When you win a contest, you may choose a second effect uh, die to represent an asset you have stolen from your opponents. Interesting. Scout is on the road. Spend a PP, whatever that is, to add to both your agility and awareness dice 
to your dice pool in a test, contest, or challenge that deals with pathfinding, stealth, or wilderness travel instead of just one attribute. Okay. And what was the other one? Scavenger. Scavenger. New to me. Step up your effect die once when you succeed on an asset test to find something used or abandoned. Hmm. In terms of understanding what's happening, I like Scavenger and uh, Thief the best. Oh, that's interesting. I really like Scout. <laughs> <laughs> we appear to be at an impasse. I So the reason I like Scout is because, I mean, besides the, besides the PP, I, I'm sure we'll get to that at some point during the creation. Well, maybe not. It could just be like a thing on the character sheet somewhere that like... True. I believe there is actually a point for yeah all your PP. What do you know? Um, but in terms of like pathfinding, stealth, or wilderness travel, maybe this cat gets out a lot. But they are raised by nobles, so maybe it's not the would... best thematically for this cat. Maybe, but even so, it would have like instincts. It would have its senses that maybe its human companions lack. Mm -hmm. It's funny that one of the variations on Scout for, like, flavor is Bandit. Yeah. <laughs> bandit uh, or Ruffian. Let's see, what are the variations on some of the other ones that we've looked at? Uh, oh, what? Here's another one, maybe. Tracker, Fisher, Hunter, Slayer. Oh. Those are its variations. Keen Eye, spend a PP to double your awareness or agility die in your dice pool when following a trail, aiming at a distant target, or spotting something far off. That second one may not be useful, but those first no. two, those first two are pretty, or the first and last one are pretty cool. Yeah. I, I like Tracker. Also, looking at right. Scavenger more, I think that could be fun, too. But Scavenger, I'll... it kind of sounds like, yes, like, it. we've all uh, at least heard of a cat that has, like, just stolen random things from around the house and hidden them under the couch, but... Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know about, like, some of the, the variations it has. Like, Tinker, Vagabond, Wanderer. Like, Tinker kind of betrays kind of what it seems like they think the scavenger does. Yeah. Well, I'm good with Tracker if you are. I like Tracker. Okay. Um. So, is that our vocation? That is part of the vocation. I think there's more to it. Let me get back to the, the character creation section on it. Uh, what do you do? Common vocation. We also have to choose an adjective. Okay. Uh, common adjectives are right next to them. Okay. Let me read the thing. Uh, common vocations. Adjectives gives you give you some context to your vocation. They describe your most notable quality within your vocation, setting you apart from others who share it. Adjectives provide many more opportunities to use your vocation distinction in dice pools. All right. So what do we have here? For that we have ooh, a lot we got adaptable ambitious aspiring begrudging brazen brooding cheerful clever clo cloistered conflicted considerate creative all right a <laughs> uh, lot lot of these um jaded <laughs> jaded oh that's a good one i don't know would it would, would a, ca a cat get jaded or like do you think a cat would ever get jaded, or would it just main, remain forever curious? Ooh, that's a good question. I feel like, like older cats... I think cats, it's funny, but... Yeah, I feel like older cats can get jaded, you know? Um, you know, they're, they're just done with everything. <laughs> they just sit around all the time, and they're like, please, leave me alone. I just want to get my five hours of sleep in, and then finally... <laughs> 
finally I'll be ready to w- look at the world. <laughs> um, there's also silent. Uh, you know, cats don't talk a lot. Yeah, that depends on the cat. True. My cat talks a ton every day <laughs> when I come home. He's just yelling at me. I'm like, all right, man, we, we gotta <laughs> we gotta figure out how to speak somehow. <laughs> Could be a vigilant, uh, vigilant tracker. Ooh. Vigilant tracker. I think vigilant sounds pretty cool. I think so too. All right, go with vigilant tracker then. Okay, so the values on that are where is it? Vigilant is liberty, and then I have the one for tracker is mastery. I think that's correct. Yes. And then we get the abilities Sure Sense. When you roll a hitch while using your awareness attribute, you can spend a PP to re-roll your dice pool. You must keep the result of the new roll. Right. And then uh, Tracker also comes with an ability. The Keen Eye ability thing. Okay. Spend a PP to double your awareness or agility die in your dice pool when following a trail, aiming at a distant target, or spotting something far off. You got all that? I do have all that. All right, let me get back up to the correct section for creating your character. What uh, do you do? We got what we do. So we got common vocations, common adjectives. Oh, hey, what do you know? They had a simple table for us right here. <laughs> True, they did. But... We could have rolled for it. Did we want to make things simple? Nah. Well, obviously not. <laughs> what? When have we ever wanted to do that? Listen, Joel, I th- people come to our podcast for a real in-depth slash scan of <laughs> of these <laughs> systems, you know? Yeah. We we scan over everything and go in-depth on accident. <laughs> Magical vocations, location-based adjectives. We've already uh, chosen our mm-hmm. adjective and vocation, so I think we can skip those. Oops. Now, what makes us built different? Simply, uh, we're simply better. <laughs> it's it's the fact that we're so tiny. We're just a little guy or gal. Exactly. <laughs> we haven't decided yet. Yeah. Anyway, quirks set you apart from anyone else who shares the same kindred and vocation distinction as you. Quirk distinctions can be extremely open-ended, peculiar, or prosaic. This is where you inject more of your PC's personality, their favorite sayings or phrases, meow, Uh, Or just something fun that stands out about them. Remember, your quirk should be at least capable of making things difficult for you from time to time. You want to be able to activate your hinder uh, SFX, after all. Mm. Do we? That depends. I really don't know what the hinder SFX is, though. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't read this book beforehand, so... I only got so far because... Man, is this is is this a long book? I believe it's bigger than the Dungeon Master's Guide. Well, that's not hard. They split the like the the DM's handbook and the the player handbook and even the monster manual. There, that's that's fair. You need all three. They're separate books. Yeah, I mean, to to be fair though, you really don't need the monster manual for D and D because if you're like me. You just create all your monsters, because I do not care. <laughs> um, fair enough, fair enough. Let's see, there is a chart of quirks on page 256, um, but let's scroll down. They do have a simple table. 
Do we want to roll for our quirks this time just so that we can uh, say we tried a little bit of both ways? Yeah, I think so. So we need, looks like we need a D4 and a D10. Actually, you know, I feel like for quirks specifically, I don't know, let's look at these. Is there any that sound like it would be impossible for a literal cat to do? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, dark secrets? Well, actually, cats could probably be really good at keeping yeah. secrets. <laughs> uh, a song for all occasions? Yeah. That might be difficult. Yeah. Although, uh, what is the song of... Uh, a cats do have the song of their people, and they sing it whenever they're hungry. It's true. Um, act first, think later. Definitely used for a cat. Anything for my fans? Yeah. <laughs> Ahead of the pack? Yeah. Blunt braggart? I'm gonna be honest, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that... What is, they what they like to show mean? off, right? Yes. Braggart is a person who boasts about achievements or possessions. So I think a cat could do that, you know, just be like... Hey, look at this mouse I caught. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Destiny, a book I, I write myself. Ah, such a good line. My my favorite line <laughs> in that show is, <laughs> Destiny is a book you write yourself. God, it goes so hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Pickled Luck, Friend of the Forest, Ironic. Uh, my Scars are my armor, No Time to Cry, Tell it to the Trees, Watchful X... Expatriate. 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 Um, to be honest, I, I think we could make most of these work. For yes. A yeah. It, they seem uh, pretty one, vague. There's one that I think would be. We, we'll have to read like specifics because we've got page numbers we can go to for that. But like, mm -hmm. there's a couple here that I would really like to get, but I'm also happy to leave it up to fate. Okay. Well. Let's Fate hear. in this case is a D10 and a D4. Yes. So I accidentally grabbed a D8. Hold up. I don't know my numbers. Alright, here we go. We've got a 2 on the D4 and a 5 on the D10. Heavy, Heavy weighs, weighs my, my shame. shame. <laughs> okay, on... Let, let's go to page 266 and see if that's actually like... Because that also comes with a, an ability. Heavy weighs my shame. Values, truth, and justice. Ability, had it coming. When you push insecure stress, you do not have to spend a PP. Aren't PPs those guys from Neoscum? Yes. The, the PPs? <laughs> oh, man. I, I hope people out there get that reference. <laughs> and if you don't, go listen to Neoscum. It's a good podcast. <laughs> yeah. Although, if they do go and listen to Neo Scum and they get into it, there's a lot of episodes at this point. They'll spend so much time catching up, they won't listen to this one. That's true. Make sure you make sure you keep up on it, though, for sure, you know? Yeah. Unless you're just here for this episode. We get it. <laughs> yeah, we get it. Um, so, here's here's the thing with Heavy Weighs My Shame. Uh, I yeah. <laughs> really don't know what this perk will end up doing for us. <laughs> It's hard to know exactly what the mechanical effects would be, but like, well, I'm more worried about how do we find a lore explanation for this cat being deeply ashamed of something in its past. Ooh, ooh, that's a good one. What? What are? Do cats even have shame? Let's be real. <laughs> I mean, it could just be something that like we we don't know what cats think about. They can't tell us in complex words. True. Maybe... So like. You never know. They could 
be thinking about that one time they fell off the piano and hit their head for their entire life, even though it happened when they were a kitten. And they just mm -hmm. remember that, and it may, it keeps them up at night. And you would never know. That's true. Maybe maybe that's what this cat did. You know, he comes from a noble family. <laughs> maybe maybe they were maybe there was like an important event going on, like a nice ball or gala, and this cat fell down right onto the uh, pianist's hands as they were performing a lovely like soft piece, and then you just hear you know just like the crunch of all of the keys at the same time <laughs> startling the cat startling the cat all the guests forcing it to jump off and land in the punch bowl mm, terrible. which was being carried by at that exact moment mm -hmm. terrible terrible shame <laughs> i can never mess up in any in front of anyone ever again yeah it's you know they they think they have to be you know the you know the person or the cat like exactly i i never make mistakes not after that night <laughs> oh, let's see this cat we don't have a name for it yet never makes mistakes around others don't forget the had it coming ability mm -hmm. copy and paste oh does that work uh it does the little like pp symbol doesn't really show up but ah well that's fine I can just type that in, you know, NBD. Yeah, in regular text. All right, so back up to uh, quirks then. Uh, we got after quirks, what are you capable of? Now you discover what your character's attribute die ratings are. Every PC begins with the same total number of die steps in their attributes, where 4 is 1 step, 12 is 5 steps, 4 is 1 step, and 12 is 5 steps. To make this simple, we've created two distinct arrangements of these steps, which you can assign to your attributes as you wish. Note that neither of these arrangements has a die rating of 12. See uh, page 65 for refresher on the six attributes, agility, awareness, influence, intellect, spirit, and strength. I might do that later if I have any questions about why I might want one over the other, but for now, let's look at these two arrangements. The focused arrangement. A character with a focused arrangement of attributes favors two attributes more than the others at the cost of having one attribute that's very low. Hmm. Use the focused arrangement if you want to be really strong in two attributes, enjoy a character with notable disadvantage, and can't decide on one attribute to be your highest. Oppositely, we have the versatile arrangement. Uh, a character with a versatile arrangement might only have one attribute in which they're the strongest, but they have a wider spread of good attributes at the 8 rating. I kind of like the idea of having, you know, one stat we're just bad at. Mm, I do too. I'm always a fan of characters having flaws. Because yeah. if, if you just have a, a Mary Sue who's good at everything, it, it doesn't make for interesting roleplay or even... You know, like, it, it can even get into things like combat, for example. Like, mm -hmm. I make sure, whenever I make a character for, like, D&D &D or anything, uh, even, like, NPCs and stuff, I always make sure to give them a flaw so that eventually, you know, the party will figure it out or, like, I will play it up in specific scenarios. Like, I have mm -hmm. a monk who's incredible at fighting. She's great at what she does. But she is... Dumber than a bag of rocks. 
Um, so when it comes to any situation that doesn't involve solving it with your fist, she's terrible at it. Yeah, that makes sense. I like the focused arrangement. Okay. Now I guess we need to decide where those stats go. Um, oh, hey, we have even more archetypes that are going to offer us here. Yeah, the uh, attributes. To assign our attributes rating. So we don't even have to go with the ones listed above. We can just, like, read these. All right. Awkward academic. Brawn not brains. Charming klutz. Confident combatant. Distractedly determined. Empathetic pushover. Glass jawed. Hardened hero. Keen wit. Nibble philosopher. Observant introvert. Or smartest person in the room. Do we think any of these fit our cat? Could be observant introvert. Maybe. Let's see uh, what the stats are for that. 8 agility, 10 awareness, 4 influence, 8 intellect. Hmm. I feel like I'd want to switch some things around. Mm-hmm. But, like, because I think uh, agility should be a 10. Yeah. Spirit, I don't really care about, because... Well, actually, what does spirit do? I'm going to go back to page 66 real quick okay. and look that up. <laughs> You know, just before I say something, I'm going to regret. Uh, <laughs> so we've got intellect. Spirit is your mental res resolve and emotional reserves. Use this when the situation requires courage, determination, perseverance, or, or willpower. Okay, so that's that's better than I thought. I, I was afraid I was saying, like, uh, I was afraid that was, like, the magic stat. Yeah. But let's see. It doesn't look like there is a the magic stat. Mm-mm. Which is nice. That, yeah, that's very good. Especially so, since some characters just don't get magic. Yeah, if you're playing as a human, you can use dark magic, I think, but beyond yeah, that... Yeah, there's rules on how to play a dark mage. Yeah, that, I was about to say, that's its own specific set of rules. <laughs> so, like, any player can use magic. It's just, there's not a specific stat for it, because there are characters who won't use magic. Yeah. Which, honestly, I think is a good way to do it. Yes, because, like, in other systems, if you don't need a stat for your character to be good at what you're doing, you know, I'm going to keep using D&D as an example because that's just the system I have the most experience in. If you're right. making a mage, you really don't need strength, so whatever your lowest stat is going to be, everybody automatically puts that into strength when they're playing a mage. Right. So it's it's nice to not have to worry about like oh which which of these stats is going to be most beneficial to my build. Yeah, and see I hate that because like if you think about how magic is done in in real life like dark magic and stuff and I don't literally mean that I think magic is real but like people will do like you know blood sacrifices where they'll like you know cut their their hand open in order to to drain the blood and all that. Mm -hmm. um, in order to get blood as a component for the spell that requires some strength and some dedication what? yeah that that requires some strength and dedication so honestly like because of things like that i i feel like being a wizard is something that should require some stamina and therefore we should see way more jacked wizards absolutely one of my favorite images <laughs> on the internet right now is that like that really old wizard that's like in mid casting a spell but he doesn't have the top half of his robes on and he's just shredded <laughs> if you know what image i'm talking about you, you i just... think i do 
It is so good because I'm like, yes, that is a wizard. That is a man who is dedicated to the craft, and he's he's out foraging for the ingredients that he needs. If anybody's gonna take a dragon down so he can use dragon blood in his spell, it's gonna be him. <laughs> exactly. See um, that that's the one reason that I like Fairy Tale because Fairy Tale is the only one who does wizards right. Wizards absolutely would train up their body and punch people. Mm-hmm. Especially uh in this world specifically in Zadia. <laughs> if you've seen the show, you know how long it takes to cast a spell in this show. You can't always you don't always have the time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So Back to stats. Um, I think we can do the observant introvert, but like you said, we can flip some stuff around. We're not hard-coded to the book's rules. I think yeah. influence should stay our, our four stat, because yeah. I feel like a cat wouldn't have a ton of influence on their group. Probably not. At least not uh, influence that they would exert willingly. Like, Yeah. Or, th- no, they would. It's just... They don't actually have the power to make things happen just to annoy you until they do it. Yeah. Um, so I think you said you wanted agility as a 10, right? Yeah. Okay. Agility, 10. Awareness probably would be our 8, right? Yeah. One of our 8s. Well, I don't know. I think agility and awareness would be two decent 10s for a cat, especially mm-hmm. with the stats that we've given it. Or not the stats, but, like, the background that we've given it. Yeah, because it would definitely want awareness now after the incident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but spirit as an 8, that's not too bad. And uh, strength as a 6, that's a fair amount of strength for a tiny creature. Yeah, I agree. All right. And, like, th- we, ha- we have here, like, um, a-, a little bit of a, a quick refresher on the the stats like it goes from uh 12 down down to four but we've got 10 8 6 and 4 as like our opening ability uh ability capacity mm-hmm. so we've got a 10 attribute is significant you can use this almost all the time and your character is definitely known for this attribute an 8 is notable you use this often whether you have two of them or three they form the basis of most of the activity you undertake a six is average. Use this from time to time. Nobody is going to really think about you in these terms, and neither will you. And a four attribute is underdeveloped. You don't think about this much. In fact, you may well be known for your lack of ability or performance in this area. Mm. Nice. I will say, despite there being a lot of things to keep track of so far in this book, it does a really good job at explaining exactly what everything is used for. Mm-hmm. And, like, I like how how this is, like, because this is kind of, like, how Kids on Bikes does it and a couple other games. Like, one that I, I, I've i worked on a system that's kind of done it like this. You don't have, like, hard-coded stat numbers. You just have, like, th- this is your die for this uh, stat. You can roll a, a d4, and so, therefore, a 4 is the highest you can possibly get because this is not what you're good at versus, again, this is Kids on Bikes, but, like, you can roll a d20. That doesn't mean you're always going to succeed, but your capacity for succeeding at higher things is better than literally anyone else. Yeah. 
Like you could get a, a challenge rating of 18 and you're probably still going to fail, but you have a D20 in that stat. So you can try. Yeah. You can, you can at least have a shot versus somebody who has like a D12 in that stat. Mm-hmm. Cool stuff. Yeah. I still have yet to check out kids on bike. So you might want to do that well, at some point. It's, it's kind of a, it's a very simplified system. And, like, we typically don't do the parts of character creation that are done as a group. Mm -hmm. And that's nearly the entirety of character creation in Kids on Bikes. And it's uh... spinoff games, Kids on Brooms, and Teens in Space. So, like, it, I don't know exactly how we would do those on here. Like, I know we talked about, like, we almost had a guest on who wanted to do that. But, like, he's he's changed his mind. Well, now we're doing Marvel Multiverse. The playtest version of it, anyway. Excited. A sneak peek, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it has the full character creation stuff, so, like, we, we'll be we'll be good, but... And that's all we need. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But so... Anyway, yeah, yeah, we almost we almost did Kids on Bikes, but we determined that, like, it was... It was gonna be difficult to, like, make a full episode out of it. But, like, I... Like, I think I mentioned this in Discord a while back, but I think it would be fun to do, like, uh, it, it obviously couldn't be a normal episode. It'd have to be, like, a bonus episode or, like, you know, just some kind of bonus content. But if we could get us and, uh, I don't know, a special guest and maybe uh, George to, to join us, then we'd have a, a party and we could do... Like a full... Uh, like a, a little one-shot in Kids on Bikes. Ooh, that'd be that'd be fun. That's a uh, that's some future that that that's some future content right there possibly. Mhm. Put that on the shelf next to Apocalypse Party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and our our shelf is uh going to get full eventually. But that's good yeah. cuz that means we'll, we'll keep the ball rolling for stuff. Yeah. Our bonus content lineup is filling up faster than we have time to make bonus content. <laughs> Truly. Because we've not had time to make any bonus content at all so far. <laughs> nope, not yet. But, you know, we, we'll we'll get there eventually. Hopefully. Any, anyway, let's get back on uh, some kind of track. Now we need to decide what do you believe. Mm. Your good. values are a central part of your character, and like your attributes... They form the core of your dice pool. Your choices along the way so far have given you a number of dice up of dice steps in your values already. At this stage in the process, let's review and see what you have. Um, so that would be on our character sheet, right? We have uh, some steps yeah. up uh, in our character sheet because we got a plus one Ooh. liberty, plus one glory, plus one liberty again, plus one mastery. And then Heavy Ways My Shame also had some... Oh, did it? Ooh. What page was that on? I think uh, it was two... Justice and... I can't remember the other one. I believe it was page 266, right? 265. Uh, no, it I, was page I 66. Values are my tr truth and justice. Okay. Your values all begin at a base of 4. If you do nothing else, your value is at the 4 die rating and the value doesn't matter to your character at all. You get two steps in values from your kindred distinction. This reflects... Uh, yeah, okay, so we just talked about what those were. Yeah. For all the distinctions. Bonus steps. That's a total of six steps in your values on top of the six steps you already have from each value starting at four. So um, I guess what that means is, like, the steps is, like, 
So it starts at four. If you get a plus one, that makes it a D6. If you got another plus okay. one, that would make it a D8, and so on. Okay. So we've got a D8 in Liberty. We'll have a D6 in Glory, Mastery, Truth, and Justice. And then that leaves and us with And that's so a, far. Yes, and that leaves us with a D4 in Devotion right now. Okay. Um, honestly, that could be fine, depending on whether or not we think this cat likes its family. Truly, yeah. Maybe maybe he blames them for the incident. <laughs> <laughs> Should have put that piano there, or that punch bowl. <laughs> um, okay, so we have bonus steps. There's a total of six steps in your values. On top of the six steps, you already have from each value starting at four. Now you may place three additional steps in any values you like. You can step a four up to a ten, or step up three sixes to eights. Oh, okay. Or, you know, a four up to a, a six, and then to and then a t an eight to a a twelve, but nothing higher than twelve. Yes. So, what do we want to add our three steps in? I think we should add one to devotion, just like because mm -hmm. I I feel like. You know, a no a, a noble cat that's that's had a decent life aside from the incidents <laughs> is going to generally be be cool with its family. Yeah. So, so like maybe not super cool, but they they'd be cool. He, he they feed him, so you know they like. Yeah. Him. Uh, let's see another step. I don't think this cat would care all that much about justice or glory. Yeah. Same. I think we could put another at least one step in liberty again. Yeah. And then maybe one in mastery. Yeah. You know, I feel like our cat cares about being good at things. Yes, because, you know, heavy weighs their shame. Yeah. So yeah. The incident was a a very defining event in their life. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a 6 in devotion, glory and justice, a 10 in liberty. Uh, eight in mastery and a six in truth for those following along at home. Sounds good. All right. Write your value statement next. Uh, now that you have all six values assigned with die ratings, it's time to write up your value statements. If you want, you can leave this until your first session when you start playing with your character. You start playing your character with other player characters. It's possible you don't really know uh, your character that well yet, and you'd like to give some more time to get used to them. I don't know. Do you think you know this cat well enough to decide their values? Hmm. That's tough. Because, like, on one hand, I, I feel like we could make some good justifications for our values right now. But on the other hand, mm -hmm. you know, I like leaving things up to people who want to play these characters. Right. Hmm. What What do you think? Because I could go either way, honestly. And even even if we just want to make a couple, we can. And then leave the rest up to others. Let's see. Now that you have all six values assigned to die ratings, it's time to write a... Okay, we already read that. Value statements are designed to be questioned. At some point, you are going to put your character into a situation where they might not be sure if they believe what they've always thought to be true. This in turn gives you a brief moment of clarity and extra dice, but it also steps that value down until the end of the session. And then they give the example from the show of uh, Claudia trying to get uh, Soren to kill uh, Rayla in her sleep. Yeah. Doesn't seem hoarding. <laughs> so the, our, the best advice they can come up, they have is to think of a single possibly controversial or bold statement 
about that value that you think your character believes. Don't get too attached to it. You may rewrite it late. Okay, I think oh, if it's okay. something that's supposed to be rewritten, we can just go ahead and fill some things in. Okay, yeah. If we can rewrite it at any time, then we can definitely make some stuff for this. Mm-hmm. We can give our cat a starting point at the very least. Yeah. So let's see. Devotion. We already kind of know what we have for devotion, you know. Um, this cat likes, you know, likes their family but is still cautious around them, maybe? I'm wondering if these are supposed to be, like, I statements. Because, like, oh. like, it's a statement of the cat's values. Got you. So like, like from, the cat's, from the cat's perspective. So, like, my family means the world to me. Would I die for them? No. Eh. <laughs> okay, I like that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, glory. Maybe something like... I don't wish to achieve much in this life, just a warm bed. Maybe. I yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Let's see justice. Um who has time to hold a grudge? <laughs> Cuz that's a low that's one of our lower uh, steps. Yeah. All right. Cuz like I'm also thinking in terms of like this is an animal who who has a very simplistic view of the world. Yeah. Probably. So like their entire sense of justice is basically just like what what you do to others and what you want others to do to you mm -hmm. the golden rule yeah um, and like that they, they just the things are well enough for them that they don't have time to worry about like being being petty for long <laughs> it's the for long that's the that that's the point though anyway liberty <laughs> uh let's see liberty is something they value greatly so I, let's see i should be allowed to explore where i want when i want <laughs> Yeah, I like that. I was thinking of something along the same lines. And mastery is, I think, where we could say, I can't let them see me fail. Yes. Which, to be fair, it's a we have a good stat in it, but that's not a good yeah. statement to have about mastery. Just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're going to be disappointed quite often with that, I think. Yeah. Uh, truth. Reality can be what I want. <laughs> no. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah, I I really can't think of anything for truth. All cats land on their feet. <laughs> That's you know truth. what? I'll take it. <laughs> Who's gonna prove it wrong? You? How would you prove it by being an asshole? That just makes you an asshole. <laughs> yeah. What do you what do you gotta prove to us, huh? Gotta <laughs> prove to the world. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, we got our value statements now. Next step. What helps you? Beyond your distinctions, attributes, and values, your PC is aided in their adventures by two important types of traits, their specialties and their assets. The die ratings for these two types of traits come from the same pool of total dice. Every character starts with one specialty and one asset. One starts out at an 8 and one starts out at a 6. Next, you can either assign one more specialty and one more asset, each at 6, assign two more specialties at 6, Assign two more assets at six. Uh, assign one specialty at six and step up an existing asset uh, at six or specialty to an eight. Um, assign one asset a, a six and step up an existing six asset or specialty to an eight. Hmm. That may seem like a lot, but at the end of this process, you should have com a combined total of either three or four assets and, and specialties. 
if the latter, only one of them is going to be an eight. Nice. Also, I want to point out that on this page, there is a magical cat in the artwork. <laughs> there is indeed. It's got like six insect antennas coming yeah. out of its ears. It's so interesting. At least I think they're antennas. They it, could be they... like, you know, one of those like magic glowy spore th- fungus things. Oh, true. The mushroom or just cat. Some, yeah. Or just some other magic appendage we can't process fully because of the the type of artwork. True. Either way, I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Uh, specialties. You can start with as many as three specialties. The rated either is six or an eight. Here's a reminder what that means. I think we should only have one to start with. Mm-hmm. We can, I mean, we can decide on like, let's just first go and grab our one specialty and our one asset, and then we'll go decide how to spend the other points. Yeah. So we have a lot of options here. Um, kind of scanning through them, seeing what's good. Sneaking, classic. Uh, knife fighting. Knife fighting, easy. <laughs> Um, we've given too many cats knives <laughs> yeah <laughs> a strange amount of cat of our cats have knives um thievery thievery yep tracking unarmed combat I... too use your Ooh, bare unar- hands feet and other body parts i do like the idea of this cat having some criminal instinct like i know i know we came across that earlier and uh we did we didn't go that way but we have another opportunity, and now I'm thinking about it again. <laughs> I, I think we can do it this time. Okay. So, thievery? Thievery is one of our specialties. Now, okay. what's our assets? These are things that are important to you and which help you in your adventures. They don't even have to be physical things, but it's often much easier to think about objects or helpful items than abstract concepts. So we favor those as player characters' assets most of the time. Your choice of assets come from broad categories, helpful tools... Friendly creatures and weapons and armor. It also includes magic assets, but that's discussed in the next section. Although you can add uh, SFX to assets and assets in play, your assets won't start with any. They're assigned a die rating, and that's it for now. Here's a list of assets we used in the sample players and earlier in the book. Many of these and more are on the table on page 124, which is the next page, I think. Yep. Yes. Um. But let's look at these because some of them we pro this is probably not something we can just roll for. <laughs> yeah, no. So I'm gonna take a look at this table. Glow toad. Mysticuff claws. That's that's built into our character. True. Um I mean they can be abstract, so it doesn't literally have to be like uh, a physical object. So we could just like make our razor sharp claws and teeth into an asset. True. Would you like to do that? I think it would make sense. Yeah. So we'll do claws and teeth. And then both of these start at D6, right? Uh, claws and teeth would go under assets, not... uh. Oh, yep, that's specialty. Yeah, and then they... Well, one starts at a D6 and one starts at a D8. So do we want them to be a better thief or have sharper claws and teeth? Mm. I think it's worth noting here. Their strength is one of their worst stats. Yeah. So maybe we put the D8 into claws and teeth to kind of balance it out. Yeah, that would offset it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. We can either choose one more asset 
or two more assets. Can you think of another asset? Good. I, I hate to min-max on our worst stat, but like we could easily probably add a second specialty, unarmed combat. And that would also supplement our low uh, strength roll. I yeah, I was, combat at least. I was kind of thinking about that as well. Let's, let's do that because, to be fair, the entire time somebody is playing this cat, they're going to be unarmed combat. Yeah. Uh. Now we can either make that a D eight or we can keep it as a D six and choose one more specialty or asset. Ooh. See, I'm trying to think of what other asset we could have. Like, I can't think of a single other asset, but there is one more uh, potential uh, specialty listed here. Sneaking. Yes, I was also thinking about sneaking. Okay. Because that would go well with the thievery asset as well. Yeah. So all those would be D6s, but we would have them. Yes. I think that's, I think that's a good balance. Yeah. Plus, of course people who are playing this cat would be able to step those up on their own later. Yes. Alright. So, I think that's all for specialties and assets. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Next up, what makes you special? Now it's time to spit... Now it's time to pick your special effects or your SFX. These are exceptions to the way the game works that you can invoke during tests, contests, and challenges, and some other times. Every PC gets the Hinder SFX three times, once for each distinction. When you choose your three distinctions, you made a list of SFX that came with each. This breaks down as follows. Kindred Distinction, six locked SFX, three from Community, three from Family, plus Hinder. Vocation Distinction, two locked SFX, one from Vocation, one from Objective, plus Hinder. Quirk Distinction, one locked SFX, plus Hinder. Uh, you can find the full list of SFX associated with distinctions under your distinctions in detail on page 252. Uh, okay, so, I don't think we listed those, so we might have to go back and do that. Are the SFX the plus the pluses we get? I no, I think that it's the 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 like abilities that they described. So like you wrote under the distinctions, like uh, you have yeah. What is it uh, for vigilant tracker? There's uh, sure sense and keen eye. Is there a spot on the character sheet specifically for SFX? Because those might go there. No. Okay. Well, yeah, well, yeah, we'll yeah that's them. that's the spot form, SFX. Oh, right here okay. On the side. Well, what do you know? Okay, so I guess we just have to go look up what it is for the kindred distinctions. Yeah. And it sounds like there's a lot of them. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, page 252. Kindred distinctions. Delbarian. Um, okay, it looks like there's... I believe it said we could choose two, right? Uh, no, it says there's six. There's three from the community, three from family. So we get all of them. Oh, we get all of them. Oh, boy. Um, okay, well, I'm just going to have to copy and paste the... We might just have to go with the names and, and leave like it up to the player to reference them, because that's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot of text. So We have a very small form fillable box. <laughs> yeah, this, this text... Uh, what's it called? This... Uh, the text box? Not just the text box. The actual text uh, size is very small. It, yeah, hunting party, resolute, tall tales. And then from our family distinction, we are... Where'd it go? Noble. We get lap of luxury, saving face, and you there. <laughs> you there. Stop. You have violated you the there. law. I've never even played Oblivion. 
And then we all get the the hinder. Yes, which is listed on the character sheet itself. Oh, okay. So cool. So unlocking SFX. We've already okay. We've already got that. Uh, your three hinder SFX are already unlocked. Of the remaining uh, nine SFX you picked, you may choose to unlock two of them. These unlocked ones may be used in play. The must be the rest must be unlocked using grow. Okay, so we don't have all of them to start. Okay, so we get to unlock. What did we only say, get to two? unlock two to start with. Okay, so I guess just like put unlocked in parentheses after the ones that you yeah unlock. <laughs> um, which the text ones? on this uh, sheet is very tiny, and I cannot read it because my resolution is too low. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> that doesn't help much, but it helps a little. Let's see if I can zoom in some more. Because I'm not going to lie, I was definitely having a hard time reading that, even at <laughs> 125%. Okay, so let's see. Hunt The uh, kindred effects are Hunting Party, Resolute, Tall Tales, Lap of Luxury, Save Face, and You There. Do we want any of those? That is a good question. Let me go back to 252. Okay, um, and I will also go to 252. So, Hunting Party, when you use your Kindred Distinction in a challenge, spend a PP to add an additional 6 for each of your allies undertaking the challenge with you. That's not bad. That's pretty good, actually. Uh, Resolute, spend a PP to add one of your stress dice to a contest or challenge, to a test contest or challenge. Step down that stress die afterwards. Tall Tales, when you win a contest, you can choose to keep an additional effect die to create an asset for yourself. Uh, I like Hunting Party. I think that's what I like Hunting Party, party. too. Let's do Hunting Party. Okay. What what was it called? Was it just Unlocked? Unlocked, yeah. For family... We can choose from the... Don't forget, we have the ones that do have the descriptions listed uh, on the character sheet that we can also look at. um, We also get the Noble ones as well down here. Uh Uh-huh. So but those are lap of luxury, uh, saving face. Oh, it's saving face. Whoops. So let's see. Lap of luxury is when you enjoy the hospitality of others during a recovery scene. Choose a stress die to step down twice instead of once. When you achieve a heroic success, you may keep an additional effect die to recover your afraid, angry, or insecure stress. And that's okay. saving. That's saving face. You there mm-hmm. when you first meet someone of a lower station who isn't hostile towards you. You may gain them as a friendly asset for free. <laughs> a friendly asset. That, ooh. <laughs> Actually, you there's really good. Because if you think it, about it, most people aren't going to be hostile towards a cat. Yes. But it's only when you first meet someone of a lower station who isn't hostile to you. That's like, true. If they, most people's reaction to a cat is not initially necessarily going to be, well, I guess it depends on the context. Yeah. If it appears that the cat is, like, with people, then it will probably be treated as, you know, a friend. Mm-hmm. Whereas, if it's just roaming around on its own, it's far more likely to be seen as an inconvenience, especially, like, if it's, like, in the middle of the city, in, like, a market or something. Because, like, true. Your, your merchants are going to want to keep the cat away from the wares. That's true. I didn't think about that last part. It's so like it, it's entirely dependent on the context. Yes, that makes that makes it a really good uh, what's it called role play element though. But what, let's look at the other ones we have. I still uh, think 
more people are going to like be friendly towards a cat than they would a regular noble. Yes, <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> like if I met Jeff Bezos's cat, I I probably think the cat was pretty cool. But I'm not yeah. a big fan of Jeff Bezos himself. Exactly. Know I mean? <laughs> you, you get you know exactly what. That's it. Yeah. Um. Let's see. The other ones we have for our vocation are sure sense. When you roll a hitch while using your awareness attribute, you can spend a PP to re-roll your dice pool. You must keep the new result. Or keen eye. Um, spend a PP to double your awareness or agility die in your dice pool when following a trail, aiming at a distant target, or spotting something far off. Not sure. And then lastly, under our quirk, we have the had it coming ability, which is when you push insecure stress, you do not have to spend a PP, which may come up later in that that comes up later yeah. in gameplay it it's hard I, to judge which one of these we should unlock because these last these last few are mainly gameplay focused yeah although okay so i've read the rest of you there and it just it really sounds overpowered if people's general perception of this cat is like it's with people therefore it's probably friendly it's managed yeah that's what i was is it just like, sounds op <laughs> When you first meet someone of a lower station who isn't hostile to you, you may gain them as a friendly asset for free. If you spend a PP, you may step up the die rating. And then this uh, rating is basically used to recover from exhausted, injured, or insecure stress. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's OP for a cat. Yep. Do you want to unlock that one, then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, every time I see a cat on the street, if it is friendly... Like I, I will try to be friends with cats on the street, you know. Yeah. But, but I there's one time I was walking uh down the Monon with a friend of mine, and me and her saw this cat, and it straight up like ran up to us, and I was like, "This is the greatest day of my life." <laughs> <laughs> we sat there and pet that cat for like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> who are you? Who who? Anyways, <laughs> you have your distinctions, attributes, and values. You've chosen specialties and assets and unlocked SFX. It's time to bring all of these together and present your PC to the rest of the group. Name. Um, this kind of describes how humans and elves name, you know, yeah. the naming works. Uh, and then pronouns. Come on, we all passed what fifth grade english we we know what pronouns are <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like okay we know uh like how how like the human and elf characters are named just from watching the show but the the show also gives us some idea of how pets are named true because you have a glow toad named bait <laughs> mhm uh, i'm trying to think there was one other pet that we met wasn't there in the new season, but funny enough, I don't think they gave the pet a name. I can't remember it. I, I have to look this up, because I am pretty sure that they did not give it a name. What is it called? Lemur. It's like a lemur pet. Right. Cuddle monkeys. That That is the name of the creature itself. But what did Rayla name it? Hold on. I can't remember. Stella. Ste okay. 
So it did have a name. It did. That's so weird. I don't. I don't <laughs> think they mentioned that. I can't remember. I don't remember them mentioning that either. So we have Bait and Stella. That gives us an idea of how humans name pets and how elves name pets. There we go. And this is a human named pet. So uh, I I can't say ham. Can't say ham. But we can say I I don't know. Uh. I'm trying to think because Bait was named off of his use outside of being a pet right but what's a cat's use outside of being a pet um hunter 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 could be a good name for a cat yeah or mouser like like that's kind of the uh, the idea like cats don't have a purpose they just kind of came up to us one day and we we came to an understanding we were like hey yo what's up and they were like meow and we were like fuck (laughs) yeah i love that dude And I mean, like people, people that like didn't mind when cats just hung out around their houses because it kept the critters out of their their stuff. True. So like that's kind that's kind of like how the the uh, the arrangement between ha- uh, cats and humans was formed. Ooh, we could name it trap. You know, maybe this cat came in and they didn't have to use like mouse traps or anything. What about mouse trap? We could, yeah, we could just name it mouse trap. I like the name Mousetrap. I do too. Mousetrap. Now, is Mousetrap a boy or a girl? That's a good question. Also, I feel like we should change up how we spell mouse. Maybe. Why? Unless we just want it to be... Unless we just want just how mouse is spelled. Is that how you spell mouse? Yeah, that's how you spell mouse. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll leave it as is. The game suggests that... We suggest choosing a name you'll be okay with. If you go with a real world name, try changing one or two letters to make it years. But oh, I see. I feel like that would make sense for like a human name. Yeah, but, like <laughs> this is a pet name. Yeah, like if you're naming your human Steve, maybe you change add an e like, somewhere. Yeah, add add an e or like a u, so it's like Stuve. You know. <laughs> um, I I think. Mousetrap. Steuven. Steuven. That's a good name. You know what? My firstborn <laughs> child is going to be Steuven. Don't quote me on that. That's not happening. <laughs> Austin, your future wife is already listening to this episode. It's too late. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I don't know about that. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that one. Um, I can't promise you that. <laughs> I, You know... Uh, anyway. I guess we'll we'll burn that bridge when we get to it. Um. <laughs> anyway, pronouns is what what gender does this cat use? Mm. You know, I feel like I always have a hard time picking out like gender for cats because if I ever see a cat on the street, I'm just like, oh my gosh, look, it's a little guy. But obviously, you know, I don't know the gender of all cats around. I feel like we could just make. I feel like Mousetrap would be, you know, maybe a girl. Maybe a girl cat. All right. We do she, her. And what kind of cat is this? Hmm. That's going to be... Black with white paws. Black with white paws. like that. Those are, those are the traps, you know? Mm-hmm. And, ooh. Have we done a Maine Coon yet? We have not. Those I, are big. 
they are big. I feel like royalty would really like, you know, like Maine Coons feel like, you know, Technically, if, the if we're if we're going with like the white paws, and it's also got that like white uh, spot on its chest, that's technically called a tuxedo cat. Oh, we can do a tuxedo cat. Hell yeah, tuxedo cat. We do have to do a Maine Coon one of these days. Absolutely, just like, I, just like a big old chonky cat. I love Maine Coons. They're so big and fluffy. Ah, they're great. Have to give it. Uh, we need to find a game that will allow us to give its floof some kind of power. Oh my gosh, that would be incredible. <laughs> and then... If anyone knows anything, please, please <laughs> at me. Send it to us. <laughs> and then I think that's it. Yep. Wow. This is yeah. another situation where once we got past the fact that we're not supposed to be a cat, it was pretty much smooth sailing. Oh yeah. That was easy peasy. I think, yeah, the only rule we broke was no cat player race everything was listed as human or elf yep although i did point out there is a cat in the artwork they do exist in this world yeah we didn't have to add an entire new species to this (laughs) we also we scoured the book with the control f in order to find any reference to cat and we actually did find one Yes. Just one single reference. There is a reference to the cats in the special thanks section of the book that says <laughs> the chickens, foster kittens, snakes, French bulldogs, and cats, both sweet and sassy, that helped and hindered us along the way. I, also, I want to point so they have all the cats, cat names here, or all the pet names here. Great, everything. You know, we got some great mm-hmm. ones like Tortellini. Shirley, Iggy, Cecil, Onyx, Goober. But the last one says, but not Penzi. She knows what she did. <laughs> I want to know what Penzi did that got, that got them barely kicked out of, of the special things. <laughs> what you know what, you know what Austin? Do? Save that list. Save this list? Save the list. We will pull from it for uh, fantasy cat names in the future. <laughs> I, I can put it into our uh, our shared group real quick. Okay. That works. <laughs> lots so, lots yeah, of great uh, Cortex team who worked on the on the, the uh, Tales of Zadia RPG. Your cats are are now going to be player characters in future episodes. Congratulations. I'm sorry. Who named their pet Lawnmower? <laughs> Maybe that was one of the chickens. Maybe that was one of the chickens. Could could have been one of the chickens. You know, could have been a goat. We have no idea. Could have been a goat. I I, I still I, I just want to know what Penzi did. <laughs> if anyone knows what Penzi did, you can. Would you please at us? Please at us anywhere. You can. You can email us. Email us. Send me, send me a carrier pigeon. Yeah, uh, but but I, I'm not even joking. Like, if you know what Penzi did, just just tell us. We need to know. I, I desperately want to know <laughs> because that is so funny to me in the special thanks section. <laughs> it is it is very funny. All right. Well, we have created a cat. We have created a cat. Well, uh, I guess if that's if that's it, then uh, it's time to move on to 
the final part of the episode where we talk about ourselves. <laughs> True. So, uh, Austin, what do you got going on these days? You know, I got a few things brewing in the old potion station. Um, and by that, I mean mostly just uh, look out for me on streams. I've been, I'm not going to lie, I've been really bad about keeping up with streams. Uh, but uh, I want to change that this year. You know, perhaps a New Year's resolution. Um, but I want to do more streams. I want to do different kinds of streams, you know? Um, I really want to do an art stream at some point because I'm trying to get back into art. Um, so if you yeah. want, you can catch me over on Twitch at Avalon Alchemist. Um, and if you want to follow me socially, um, you can do that on Twitter and Tumblr at also Avalon Alchemist. And in terms of things brewing in the back... This is this is an incredibly you know what I'm not gonna say this one because it's an incredibly long term <laughs> goal that I've only just finished the starting basis for. Okay. So we're gonna I'm gonna hold that one in and then once it gets closer to time all will be revealed. Understandable. What about you, Joel? What what have you got going on? Um. Well, the I uh I don't know the the basically this. I'm I'm on the job hunt. Uh I I really love the game idea that I I've kind of maybe mentioned once or twice on on this podcast before, but I'm on the job hunt. hunt mm -hmm. And that is kind of its own job at this point. So, but I will have some time for game design coming up at the end of January. So, you know, after it it will have already happened by time y'all hear this. But there's a game jam coming up, and I know a bunch of people participating in it. So I will try and, uh, you know, I, I've take I've requested some time off work. I will probably be participating in that game jam, and uh, I don't know. I doubt I'll stream it because uh, I I got tired of streaming at 480p. Uh, <laughs> but uh, like, if I participate in the jam and we successfully create a game, then. I don't know. I'll link it in the show notes. Heck yeah. I love game jams. They're they're always so cool to see what people can come up with. Are you participating in this one? Uh I am not. I have not actually participated in a game jam yet. Uh the most game jammy thing I did was um I worked with a couple of friends on like a very small, like text based project that we thought would be fun, and it was, but for some reason our coding was just like busted for it. So it never F. ended up working properly. It was fun, though. You could totally jam with me, you know. I could. The only problem is I'm, I've am i been so out of practice with, like, coding and everything. I could still do it. I just have to look some stuff up. But if oh, coding need... is my specialty anyway. So, like, if you wanted to focus on, like, I don't know, artwork or something. I was, I was about to say, I could do artwork. Um, We'll, we'll talk about this after the show. Uh, because yeah. Because I, I, might, I might be interested. All right. We... we... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't plan the entire jam uh, on on the episode. We uh, that that's not what people came here for. And also, the theme isn't available yet. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, yeah. Um. So I guess Austin and I are about to collab on a on a game jam. Fingers crossed. Check back. It's in the in the show notes. Heck and yeah. maybe there'll be a game link there. Who knows? <laughs> well, um. I do, okay, 
I don't have a uh, what's it called? A cat pun this this episode. Oh, and we're I not have... there yet, dude. We're not there yet. Wait. No, uh, we haven't uh, given the show's uh, information yet. Oh, whoops. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> also, I don't think I told people. You can follow me on, on uh, Twitter or Tumblr at Donalo Lioge. If you don't know how to spell that, you can go to jholland.start.page. It will give you links to both sites and also to a whole bunch of other things. Some things are, like, active. Others, not so much. My portfolio's there. Uh, also, the, uh, the, the cat... The, the the cat the podcast <laughs> has a uh start page as well it's literal catpod.start.page you can find our email where you can send us information about a game that will allow us to give a cat the power of floof you can find the show's twitter and tumblr so you can get news and also please go to the ask us anything button on the literal catpod tumblr we would love to answer your questions cat or RPG generally related. You can get a link to the YouTube channel. Oh yeah, th there's not a link to this on the uh, the thing. I'm just going to mention it real quick. If you uh, w wouldn't mind leaving us a rating or review, as far as I know, we don't have any yet. I've been checking, uh, I've been checking all the places I know to check. Good Pods, Podcatcher, or Podchaser, and uh, Apple Podcasts. And I've not seen that anyone's reviewed us yet. I would appreciate... If we could get one review, at, le at least one review, it would invigorate our spirits and also the algorithms push the show to more people. That The second one is the big thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and finally, there is a link in the uh, start page thing to access all of the character sheets. And if you just want to skip, skip the start page and go straight to the character sheets from here, you can go to bit.ly forward slash literal cat pod and i believe if i am remembering it correctly just typing it in real quick yes that takes you straight to the dropbox i said the right one Wait. and so now now all the notes are out of the way i think and uh austin you can give us the cat pun awesome apologies for jumping the gun but it's okay i have a cat reference because it's it's from a song i'll let you guys know that um but it's been stuck in my head uh, for, like, the past, like, three weeks. <laughs> All right. So if anybody can tell me where this reference is from, I will sign your cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, Is that the it, reference? No. It's, it's a clump of lyrics that say, uh, um, since 2005, I've been living a lie. I'm not even a man. I'm just a cat in disguise. I couldn't tell you it's, where that's from. Anyone else who knows where that's from, email it to literalcatpod at gmail.com, along with links to games about where to get uh, the power of floof. Also, cat pictures. <laughs> yeah, and cat pictures. You must pay the cat tax. Please, please pay the cat tax. Yep. We would appreciate the, the cat tax. More than anything, really. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Well